the amazing grace where we have been today. And we thank you, Lord, for your amazing grace that is so wonderful. We thank you, Lord, because you are the one that, that is keeping us, sustaining us, and empowering us. Father, we thank you. Lord, as we enter through the gates of your words, even this moment, even this special day that we have set aside to pray for Nigeria. Father God, we pray that you open our hearts, our minds, that we may hear you speaking to us. The Lord Almighty, the eternal rock of all ages, that we will do our best. Father God, to, to pray and to seek your face for Nigeria. That Nigeria may be turned around. That your name alone may be exalted and be glorified. Father God, we thank you. We give you praises. We give you adoration. Let your servant decrease. And let Jesus Christ alone increase. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, O Lord, we are prayed. Amen. You may be seated. I want to thank the Lord for the for the special day that has been set aside. On Tuesday, Nigeria became 59 years old. And I think it is important for us also to celebrate that, to glorify God for all that he has done for this country. Our fatherland, the grave of our forefathers. Because it doesn't matter where we are, Nigeria is still our country. And uh, we thank the Lord for, you know, for, for the country for what God has been doing so far. But we know things are not working the way it's supposed to work. Nigeria is 59 years old with great and potentials to be a great nation. That is the way God has created it. Nigeria has a great potential. If you know, if you have been reading news, you will see Nigerians all over the world that are making, you know, they are, I mean, that are making it great. They are making it great in Europe. They are making it great in America. They are making it great all over the place. You see, wherever Nigerians are, they are very, very industrious, striving to make it. In education, in anything you can think of, Nigerians are capable people. But unfortunately, 
Nigeria is dogged by serious problems. Serious problems. Destroying the very fabric of our nation. The leaders from the, you know, from the president down to local level are corrupt with impunity. And that is this, that is the, I mean, the, the major reason for Nigeria that we see today is not encouraging. Uh, it, it, it seems to me, if you are thinking about it, a lot of uh, Nigerians, the Nigerian that bought, uh, is it Gatwick or something like that, airport, that bought several airports you know, in Great Britain is Nigerian. You see, Nigeria has a, a, a very great potential to be a great, a great nation. But we are being ruled by reckless and dubious people. And uh, not only the dubious and reckless people, but even the people to the local level, everyone is corrupt. That is what Amos, if you have read the book of Amos, he said everyone down to the priest, to everybody, he said they are corrupt. That is the problem. That is the problem. If you seek the, the word of Jonah, of Jonah that I have uh, cited in this place, Jonah called, I mean God called Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh to go ahead and encourage them to forsake their sins and to repent because God wants to have mercy upon them. But Jonah decided to forsake the will of God and pursue his own way. Because of his idea, because of his view of the people of Nineveh. He believes that um, the view, the, the, you know, the Ninevites, they are just too terrible. They are just too evil. And if we look at Nigeria, sometimes we can just we can just decide. Some people, have, I mean, have decided. There's no prayer, you know, I mean, no prayer anymore for Nigeria. Nigeria is so, is so, I mean, it's so terrible. They are kidnapping people. They are doing every kind of atrocious things. People are found dead every, everywhere. You see, Jonah abandoned Nineveh. He said, no, I will not go to Nineveh. I want to go to Tashish. Why did he want to do that? Because he felt the Ninevites, they are so terrible, they are so evil, and he knew that if he went there and preached to them, they would repent. And God will have mercy upon them. 
And he does not want God to have mercy on these people. He wanted God to destroy every one of them. That is why he went and ran away to Tarshish. But then when he ran away to Tarshish, God has a way of doing his own thing. You can run away, but we cannot, <laughs> you cannot hide. God is going to get you wherever you are. You see, and now God created, you know, a big fish and swallowed him up inside the sea. Because he told the people in the boat to throw him inside the sea. Because he's the one causing the problem. Listen to what happens. From, the, from inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, in my distress, I called, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depth of the grave, I called for help. And you listened to my cry. In my distress, we are a distressed people in Nigeria. And then he went along, you know, my distress from the deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help. And you listened to my cry. You hauled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas. And the current swirled, swirled around about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said I had been banished from your side. Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. You see, Jonah was, you know, was. Uh, was very careful because he came to the, he knew who God is. That was why he said, yet I will look again towards your temple. No, it doesn't matter what I am going through. I will call upon your name. Because the, the, the holy temple in the ancient time represent the presence of God. And that is why the Israelites will be, will, will turn to look to fetch the temple anywhere they are to be able to pray. The engulfing waters threaten me, 
the deep surrounded me, seaweed was wrapped around my head. Because that is the, 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 the punishment of running away from God. To the roots of the mountains, I sank down. The earth beneath buried me in forever. But you, O oh Lord, but you, Lord, my God, brought my life up from the peak. When my life was ebbed away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. You know, he knows that when he prayed to God, God will surely hear his cry for help and answer him. That is why today we are going to cry for help. We are going to ask God Almighty, the maker of heavens and the earth, the one who made us, the one who created us, who has power over life and death. We are going to cry to him for help, to help us in Nigeria, to redeem Nigeria. He said, those who, listen to this, those who cling to, to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. Salvation only comes from the Almighty God. Salvation is, a, is, the root, is the same root word when we talk about the, the word deliverance. Deliver us from all evils that we are going through, that we have been going through. This man, John Zibri, has this to say concerning Nigeria. He summed up this situation in a very graphic way. You know, for us to understand the situation of things in Nigeria. In these past days, my you know, my sister wrote me a kind of a text. He said, you know, he said a lot of Nigerians have been living Nigerians, I mean, Nigeria in droves every day. I know that, uh, you know, they, 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 are, they, are, they are trying to, people are trying to get to, to a place, even, the, 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 you know, to somewhere that uh, is not even better than Nigeria. Nigerians are, good, are willing to go to that place because of the situation in Nigeria. 
And Nigerians are so much, uh, it seems that uh, Nigerians are always the same. Even when they leave Nigeria, they go to another country. The same attitude that we, that we have when we are in Nigeria is the same attitude we are going to bring to other countries that we are in. That is very serious. We have, Nigerians have to change. That is the message that Jonah was asked to convey to Nineveh, to change. And to change requires repentance. We all have to repent. Zebri said this here. He said, I walked and lived in Abuja for 18 years. I ran my own private company from, you know, 2001 and 2014. And then he said this. He said, two millions of the likes of Buhari cannot change Nigeria. You see, you can imagine that. Cannot change Nigeria. The only one who has the power to transform the country is the one we are going to call on to. Is the one we will keep on calling on to because God is the only one that can change Nigeria. If you go to this country, if you go to any embassy, you are seeking to get passport, you are seeking to get visa, you meet Nigerians there. The same behavior, the same attitude, they want to, they want to frustrate you, they want to mess you up, they want to do everything they can do to you. I don't know why we have to make life so difficult for ourselves. We don't follow rules, no guidelines, nothing. You, it, it, is, it is two tears before you can get your passport. Two pain and suffering if you want to get your visa. Why do, I mean, why do we have to go through that? Go through this country, you want to get visa in this country. I mean, you, you, I mean, you want to get passport. You just go to post office. And everything will, do, will, 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 I mean, will be done, and the, the password will be sent to you. Why is it that Nigerians are so, you know, they are so bankrupt, that uh, we are so corrupt, you know, unless you grease, you grease the hand of somebody. May God help us. And we are, and, 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 uh, and we have forgotten that we are in this world temporarily. All of us are going to die in this world. Why do we have to be 
I mean, to, to, to continue to suffer, to make life difficult for ourselves. If somebody is in a position in Nigeria today, you know, they, 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 they would think they are at the, you know, at the hands of everything. Zimri said, everything is wrong with Nigeria. The director won't give you contract except you pay up front. The banks won't give you loan except you consider a certain percentage. The man supervising the contract won't pass the job except you pay ball. The clerk, the clerk won't pass your file for payment except you rub his palm. The accounts department won't raise your payment voucher or check unless you see them, I can go on and on. The worst thing is that it has become a norm that nobody sees anything wrong with it. Not only the people who are not saved, but the people who are saved, who are supposed to see the light of glory. Who are supposed to stand for righteousness and for truth? Nobody see anything wrong in all this. If you think otherwise, they begin to think you are sick and not normal. If you try to stand in their way, you put your life at risk. If you, get, if you get killed, there's no justice system in place to seek redress and bring the perpetrators to book. The police is corrupt. The judiciary is the same. Even the religious circle is not spared. Everything in Nigeria revolves around corruption. Nobody cares about anybody. No law and order. I looked from my left to right. Everybody is only desperate about one thing. That is money. A brother would defraud his brother. Help me to build a house. You will be sent, you will be walking like mad over here. Sending money to Nigeria. He's getting the money. He's, he's uh, doing his own business. He's sending you pictures, you know, of a kind of a building somewhere. And then you get home. Where is the, where is the house? There's no house. Are you going to kill your brother? You're going to cut off his head? You groan. You get angry. And you come back again. You begin all over again. I mean, that is, that is it. No conscience anymore. It's about money. It's about money. The guy said, <laughs> they will kill anybody and anything that stands between them and money in Nigeria. 
I am an electrical engineer with MNSC and CORN, R-E-N. The system doesn't care about my qualifications. It don't care about all those things. Distribution and transmission jobs are given to al hajis They are given to pastors, friends, and relatives without any basic, basic skills. A pastor who is not an engineer, you are, you are giving him, you know, something that is, uh, you know, that uh, has to be handled by engineer. How can you do that? I started asking myself, how do I convince my kids that education and hard work is rewarding? Because it is not what you know. It is what you know. I mean, who you know. That is what is operating in Nigeria. What foods, agbiros, and touts are running the country? From the local government to the presidency. They are not well educated. They just come around and they just take up uh, you know, positions. Is this what my four sons will also, will also go through? In 2014, I decided I have had enough. I decided I was leaving. I migrated to Australia with my family. Don't put yourself in harm's way for any reason, my friend. The problem of Nigeria is in the hands of Nigerians living in Nigeria. Try starting a house in your village. Everybody who wants to profiteer from it, the bricklayers, the carpenters, the masons, and even your brother, who claim to be supervising on your behalf. Everybody wants to get money from you. They are corrupt, morally bankrupt, and selfish. Everybody there thinks about himself, and nobody thinks about Nigeria. They don't think about the future generation of Nigerian coming. You don't have to be the one to go there to change anything. Let those under the hammer start revolution. I beg you, hear word. The post is going to anger a lot of my followers. I am still going to post it anyway. This is, a, you know, I, I just want to read, you know, something from Joseph Stalin, you know, to describe, you know, what our leaders you know, have done to Nigerians. During the Soviet dictatorship of Joseph Stalin, if you have read the history of Joseph Stalin, the day he was killed, it was the people in Soviet Union who killed him. Because they were, they were, they, 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 they became, they, they revolted against him. He was a brutal dictator with mind of his own. On one fateful day, Stalin came to, uh, to Polytubro meeting with a, uh, with a live chicken. Standing in front of audience, he started to pluck the feathers of the live chicken off one by one. 
The chicken trembled in pain, blood trickling, trickling out of its paws. It gave out grievous cries. But Stalin, being cruel dictator, continued without remorse, plucking the feathers out until the, until the chicken was completely naked. After which he threw the chicken on the ground. The naked chicken was staggering in pain. Stalin goes into his pocket, and from his pocket he took out some chicken food and started throwing it at the poor and hapless creature. The poor chicken in pain started eating and Stalin started walking towards his seat. As he walked away, he kept dropping some, some feeds on the floor, and the chicken followed him and sat feeding in his feet. Joseph Stalin then turned to members of his political leadership. Listen to what he said to them. He said, this chicken represents the people. He said, first, you must disempower them, brutalize them, beat them up, stab them, and then leave them. Can you imagine that? This is the person who is the, the leader, thinking that they, we, you know, he's governing the people. You see, if you do this, go into your pocket. You know, after you have brutalized them, you have disempowered them, you have built them up, starved them, and then leave them. Then if you do this, go into your pocket and give them peanuts. You know, when they are in that helpless and desperate situation, they will blindly follow you for the rest of their life, worshiping you. That is what is happening today in Nigeria. Breathtaking, isn't it? Now take a look at, at all the people, some Nigerians busy defending on social media. Take a look at those they call their heroes. They are the same people who plunged them into the situation that Nigeria is. They are the same people who are responsible for their for the same for their predicaments. Did you see the numbers of people that thronged the salary, the, the Saraki's house? during this Christmas period to go and collect peanuts? <laughs> Sarakura that, uh, me, uh, the, 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 the Saraki that uh, have uh, embezzled a lot of money from Nigeria. Nigeria still defend him. They get drums, beat drums, and all the rest. Did you see the crowd that welcomed Ibori when he came out of prison? 
and he got to Nigeria from the, air, from the airport to his house, drums. You see, you guess as you, you guess you guess it as a, as good as mine. You know, and the likes of many others we all know about. Nigerian killed those they should defend and defend those they should kill. That is what is going on in Nigeria. Brethren, this is uh, John Simri, who has been in Nigeria for about uh, 13 years. He was tired. And he packed his baggage, moved his family to Australia because he can no longer bear all the stuff that was going on. Brethren, the Lord says to us, the people that are called by my name, if they will confess their sins and seek the face of the Lord, the Lord will hear their voice and heal their land. That is the word of God. We are going to call upon God today. We are going to seek his face. Nigeria is a, is a good country. Good country. But Nigeria is so bad. Like um, in the time of Amos, Amos have to cry to God, let justice roll down like waters. And righteousness like a flowing stream. Because he was, he was really aggravated because of the situation that he was in. All of us today, we are aggravated. The other things, you know, we want to go home. Yes, we want to go home. Nigeria is good. A lot of things are happening in the country. And all the rest. What are, what are we to do? Everyone. They are kidnapping people. They said in the one side, they came to West. Now they are kidnapping people. They are killing them. They don't pay the ransom. Let us cry for help, brethren, for Nigeria. Let us confess our sins before the Lord. Very important. The Lord will forgive us. We have sinned. We have come short of God's glory. And all things are just happening to us. In Psalm 139, 
the Psalm of David. God is all seen, is all knowing, is all powerful, and is everywhere present. God knows us, God is with us, and He is greatest gift is to allow us to know him. That is the essence of Psalm 129. He said he, he, he you know, David said, the Lord hems him on every side, hems in, you know, on every side. In verse 5, he says that you hem me, you hem me in. In the King James Version, he, he beset me, beset me, hem me in, behind and before you have laid your hand upon me. There's nowhere for me to turn. It's just that, 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 that God, you know, has, a, has beset Nigeria from all sides and there's nowhere to turn. And David said, the only for me to turn is to turn to the almighty God, the all-knowing God, the God who can deliver, who can save. Let us call upon him. Let us call upon him and seek his face today. Because the Lord is good. We, 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 we just have to fall on our knees today as we call upon him. And let God himself be God in our lives. As we come before the Lord. Nigeria, I love Nigeria. Oh, I love Nigeria. In the 1960s, if Nigeria was very good. Oh, Nigeria was very, very good. I was in primary two. We had our independence. They gave us cups, plates, they gave us everything. We waited on the field for several hours for Bafemi, Awolowo, to, to land on our field. But today, everything is messed up. It's messed up. But let us pray because I believe in God. The immutable God, the God that cannot change. And, and I believe God can transform Nigeria in a very speedy way. If we call from our hearts to the heart of God, things in Nigeria will begin to change. It will begin to change. The Almighty God is the one who hears our prayers, the one we are trying to save.
The Lord rise up at this moment and receive the fruit of the Lord. What's going on, everybody? It is your brother in Christ, Oluwashola Jemataraje, the media director and youth pastor at VCF Ministries in Oakland, California. I pray and believe that you have been touched by this message. I want to thank you for listening to our very first podcast ever. VCF Ministries is located in Oakland, California. We have three different campuses in Nigeria, and you can visit us online at vcfministries.org and also on Facebook or Instagram by just searching VCF Ministries. We look forward to connecting with you and sharing within your testimonies. And until next time, may you stay richly blessed in God's favor, anointed in every way and protected by God's amazing grace.